0: I fulfilled my lifelong dream of using as many drugs as possible, but it was so empty and depressing, I couldn't stop until the power of God set me free. Real life starts now. This is
1: real life radio show
0: with on Leg.
1: i felt alone i felt lost i felt scared real stories i was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life real people i was thinking there was no purpose for my life there's no reason for me to be here real problems i told my dad if you try to take these drugs i'm gonna kill you one solution god hope is a person and his name is jesus and now your host on leg. Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers and a real God. And today, we're going to talk about the truth of how addicting drugs can be and why they can become so destructive in a person's life. In our last couple of shows, Travis Adams described why he thought drugs were so addictive that they became his whole life purpose. He lived from drug to drug. He told us that eventually the consequences caught up to him and he had to choose between prison or a rehab program with Teen Challenge. He described how he chose Teen Challenge kind of reluctantly, but surprisingly, he encountered Jesus Christ after the preacher's sermon. And he had a very powerful encounter with the Lord, but then the seduction of the drugs pulled him back in as a Christian, and he got even worse in his drug use and selling. But then something happened for him to leave that lifestyle forever. Travis, welcome to the show.
0: Thanks for having me on the show again, on.
1: Yes, brother, I'm so thankful that you're sharing the truths about drug addiction. And you told us in our last show that as you fell back into your old ways, which is horrible, that you felt this tremendous guilt. Take a little time to really explain what that feeling was like.
0: Yeah, you know, I came under so much condemnation because I had experienced God before and I knew that He was real and yet... I knew now that I was not living for Him. I was a prodigal son, and I Mm -hmm. felt like I was even more lost in this state as a Christian than I was before that I met the Lord. I felt so much farther away from Him, and so much more depression, so much more emptiness on the inside. And, you know, that was something that was just really eating at me on the inside, is that I just felt like I know better, but I didn't feel like I could do better. And I felt trapped.
1: Oh my gosh. So basically, ball and chain, complete, almost slavery to this drug and this feeling. So, but one day in that same house with all the drugs, you had another encounter with God and the Holy Spirit. I understand. Tell us what happened.
0: Yeah. So what happened was I ended up moving into a house with a girl in Lawrence, Kansas, and we were living together and we were growing marijuana mm. and growing the marijuana to sell to make more money and to buy more drugs. And so what happened was I became so lost, so dark, so depressed that I couldn't sleep. I got sick in my body and for a whole week straight, I couldn't sleep. And oh, gosh, yeah, I got really bad. And so what happened was I was laying on my bed one morning and I had finally just came to the place where I was so frustrated that I couldn't fall asleep that I hit my bed and I said, God, why can't I sleep? And it wasn't specifically trying to talk to God and ask him this question, but... I was just venting my frustration. Mm-hmm. And when I said that, when I hit my bed and said, God, why can I sleep? I heard the voice of the Lord speak to me from the inside, and I knew it was the Lord. Wow. And immediately the Lord spoke to me and said, son, you know what to do. And when he said that to me, I knew that he was telling me, that I could come back to him, that I could come back home to him and give my life back to him, which was news to me because I thought he didn't want to have anything to do with me anymore. So this was an invitation from him to come back home. And what happened was I actually spoke out as soon as I heard that, I spoke out and I said, but God, I can't do that. I got a harvest coming up in three weeks talking about the marijuana that I
1: was growing. Oh, the marijuana. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
0: because I had been watching these plants grow and I was ready to harvest this marijuana and make more money. But the Lord spoke back to me very clearly. And he said, son, you need to do this right now. And when he said that, the best way I can describe is that it was like a holy fear came over me. A reverence came over me. And I knew in that moment that if I didn't respond to him right there, that I was going to die in that house that I was not going to make it out. I was going to be lost without him i really believed that in that wow. moment i believe that's what he was showing me and so i said okay i'll do it and i got up off my bed and i began pacing through my house and finally i hit my knees. And I cried out to God at the top of my voice, God, come back into my life. Forgive Uh, me. And this weight again was just pressing down on me and it wouldn't lift. But the whole time I'm crying out to God, I heard the name Jesus just flooding through my mind, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And I knew uh, in that moment that God was telling me to call on the name of Jesus. And so I just cried out to Jesus using his name and asked him to come back into my life and to forgive me. And before I could even finish speaking, the name, the power of God fell on me like before that Teen challenge. And again, I was instantly wow. set free and the weight lifted off of me. I had no more desire for drug. The depression was, go- everything was gone.
1: It just fell light. Wow. Yeah.
0: I could literally feel the Lord come on the inside of me and just enter into me and change me and deliver <sighs> me. And I was immediately set free.
1: Travis, that's amazing because, you know, I think a lot of people can think that, You know, it's like, now I know the Lord and, oh, I fell back. And now the Lord probably just doesn't want anything to do with me anymore. And you're finding out, you know, right in the midst of when he was justified to have that stance, he didn't have that stance. He called you back home. He said, come home, son. You know what to do. I'm right here. That's amazing. I understand you got out of there. You sought help from a church and I understand they prayed for you. They supported you. You got some support and, you know, the power of God hit you again at this church and the spirit of God. And I understand you actually got deliverance from some demonic presence that you experienced in your life. So that's where you understood that these drugs had a demonic presence. Tell me a little bit. Do you think these drugs are a gateway to demonic forces? And why do you think that?
0: I do believe that, you know, just from my own personal experience, just, When I opened myself up to these things and and allowed them into my life was when I began having these demonic influences in my life. So Mm. when I came out of that house, immediately after meeting the Lord again there, I jumped in my car and I left all my possessions in that house and I moved out and I moved back into an apartment with my mom in Lawrence, Kansas. And then immediately I began experiencing demonic oppression and thoughts Mm. telling me, you need to go back. You need to not give up all these drugs. You need to not give up all of your friends. And do you know what you're doing?
1: Wow. Almost like anxiety. Wow. Yeah.
0: I had dreams that were demonic in nature and things like that. And I just knew that the enemy was not happy that I was finally leaving, you know, and I was going into the light. And so wow. it's a long story, but I ended up encountering the Holy Spirit in a Bible study and was completely delivered from all those dreams, those voices and impressions, and had peace. And was just filled with the Holy Spirit and I never experienced that again. But I do believe that just opening yourself up to demonic forces through the use of drugs. Absolutely.
1: That's interesting, you know, because a lot of people, they don't think that. They say, well, you know, those are just things of the mind, the things that you see. And that's why to do the drugs. But actually something spiritual happened to you when you're off the drugs that you actually got delivered from an actual demonic present. So that's fascinating. Now, what would you say? Because there's somebody who's listening right now and they probably think that drugs really aren't that addictive. Maybe they're using them or maybe they're around people that are using them and they think they're fine. What would you say to them?
0: Well, I would say that they're deceived because, you know, there's a proverb that the eyes of man are never full. Mm -hmm. And so you can think that you have all you need, but you'll never be satisfied. So I would say if you really believe that, why can't you quit? Why do you keep going back to it? In your heart, you know it's wrong. You want to stop, but you find yourself going back to it. You can't lay it down. So, Mm -hmm. you know, someone that believes those things... I would say prove it. You know, if you really can prove it. But I just know from my own personal experience and many others that I've spoken to that it is an addictive thing, Mm -hmm. physically addictive, but it's also mentally and spiritually addictive. What are you trying to cover up with these things? That's interesting. What hole are you trying to fill, Mm -hmm. you know, with these things? And so that's true. I would say do what you need to do.
1: That's true. You know, and I, Travis, I really love that. You know, thanks so much for being so real and raw here on the Real Life Radio Show. I think we learned a lot. And I understand today that you are now serving under some famous ministries like John Bevere and Andrew Womack. Praise God, brother. I mean, how long have you been set free from the drug addiction here at this point? How many years?
0: So when I hit my knees in that house and cried out to the Lord and he delivered me once and for all, that was December the 8th of 2003.
1: Wow. So that's a lot of years. So, you know, yeah. you are delivered. This is like sound and true. So If you're out there and you're listening, you believe people can never get free from drug addiction, Travis got free through the power of God. And I tell you what, God can do it again. Amen. So Travis, thank you so much for being on our show. Thanks for having me on. Hold tight. I want to talk more in depth after the break. Hey, everyone. As an evangelist, I'm really into changing people's lives with a powerful message of the cross. Do you know people are getting set free from drugs, addictions, and internal anguish by the power of the Holy Spirit working through our show? Will you ask the Holy Spirit if He wants you to partner with us financially? Every donation will help us to reach 1 million more people. Think of it. 30 people giving $100 a month will bring this show in front of 1 million more people. Will you help me to get to one more city in the U.S.? You can give by going to (laughs) awakenthenations.com Welcome back to the show, where we're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? I loved how Travis encountered the power of the Holy Spirit in order to get set free from the powerful addiction he had to drugs. It sounded like the Holy Spirit dropped a nuclear bomb into his life, where what he couldn't do on his own, God did for him when he fully surrendered the problem to God. That is what it means to be delivered from the power of sin and death. It is written in Psalms one hundred seven, thirteen, fourteen. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and He saved them out of their distresses. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and broke their chains in pieces. This is what God does. Many times we think we have to perform to know God. We have to do better, almost like a New Year's resolution. I'm sorry, but the faith in the Bible doesn't mention anything about getting free from sin and desires by ourselves. It's all about surrendering our souls, our spirit, our body to the Lord to let Him do it in and through us. This is what happened to Travis. If you're struggling with sin and you can't seem to get rid of it by yourself, I want to pray for you. Where are you at with this, my friend? Are you to a point where you're always finding yourself stuck to saying, I know I should do better? I know I should better. And then like you mess up and then you feel guilty and guilty. And then you're like, well, I messed up anyways. I might as well just keep doing it. No, friend, it's time to surrender to the Lord. And he will bring about that freedom in your life. I'm going to pray for someone right now for the power of the Holy Spirit to drop into your life. That same nuclear bomb that happened for Travis Adams. Right now, Lord Jesus, we come to you and we repent for trying to make our own lives holy, Lord. And right now in Jesus name, we surrender to you, Lord we surrender our lives. And Lord Jesus, I'm praying for the Holy Spirit to drop into my friend's life right now, for the power of sin and those chains to be broken off of them and bring upon your power in our lives so that we can live a godly life. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you are blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched.
0: If you want to know more about us or to make a tax-deductible donation, please check us out at AwakeningDonations.com. That's AwakeningDonations.com. See you next time.